When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin's all-sports leader, The Horn. Good suggestions on the Specs text line. We always take them there. 512-337-3776. Your funniest comedic performance in a movie in, in a movie made since 2000. This is Will Ferrell and Elf. My wife loves Elf. I do, too. It's like, so her, funny. It's like one of our favorite holidays movies. And Will Ferrell is hysterical in that film. Yeah, I don't love it. It's okay, but I don't love it. It's definitely not my favorite Will Ferrell performance. Will Ferrell's got, he's probably got two or three that could be in this conversation. Yes, he does. Um, uh, and, and on the list, Anchorman, to, Anchorman's three on the list. Anchorman deserves from. to be really high. It, that's they're, they're right there. I don't know if it should be three. It definitely should be in the top five to ten. Um, yeah, and of course, Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby's another well, And if you ever look to kill, yeah. kill a few minutes with some downtime. If you go, if you could go to TikTok or Instagram and, and look for uh, the outtakes from Anchorman, oh, did you like the the stuff that didn't, Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah, the stuff from the bonus DVD <laughs> stuff yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Oh, and it's because the the other actors in the scene can't they can't stop laughing. They can't t- oh, play yeah. it straight because yeah. <laughs> you can tell Will Ferrell ad libs so much of it. Yeah, all, all that's the beauty of all the great comedies, right? That's why you can't recreate them. That's why all the sequels to all-time great comedies suck because comedy, most of it is improv. Yeah, most of the, it's comedic timing that's and how improv. They grow up, right? Yeah, and they, and they kind of freestyle and they play off the other comedian that's freestyle, and then they end up with this iconic, you know, comedic moment that you really can't recreate any other type of way. And that's why when they try to do it in the sequels, they never get it right. Yeah, they <laughs> never get it right. Very rarely do they get it right. Robin Williams misses Doubtfire. Now, what's this Doubtfire? I, is that 2000? I think you, I think they're going for all time. 93. Come here, you said all okay, time. All time all you can time. give all time, and then you can give your one most recently in the last seconds. All time for me is, is coming to America, Eddie Murphy. I mean, oh. that's I, – I don't, I don't know if you get better than that. In my opinion, yeah, that's just me. No, all good. time. That's my all time one. But in the last 20-something years, yeah, that one's, that one's a little tougher, actually, last 20-something years. Um, hangover has got to be there with – because Hangover, Hangover changed the game for, for comedies for a while. It really did. And then, and honestly, I know it's underrated because uh, the women don't get enough respect on these lists. Man, Bridesmaids was a game changer, too. Bridesmaids Comedi- was a game changer. Yeah, it really did. It, it all. I think, honestly, Melissa McCarthy, but a couple of the ladies. Hell, Kristen Wiig, she's in that. She was great, too. Well, and, and it's, it's amazing in this. Garbage of a list, as we call it. Garbage. Jennifer Anderson is on the list at 11 for Horrible Bosses. She was much funnier in We Are the Millers. She was much funnier oh, than Weird. Oh, she the was. Movie. That was actually an underrated yeah, that one. That was a funny movie Boy, with Jason Sudeikis yeah, and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, they, Anderson they and take like the RV down yeah. to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. And the that kids, was not bad. Yeah, yeah. The kids. That was pretty good. 
Maybe, You're right about maybe, that. There, the, she was way better in that. The scene where the, the the little redheaded kid thinks he's about to have to give this the, the, the cop. They try to bribe the cop. He's a, <laughs> he's, no, no, you got to do this for the team. <laughs> oh, and he's like pesos. Oh, my pesos here. Oh, oh man, we can pay that. Oh, that's good. great. Um, oh yeah, I like someone says Chris Chris Tuck and Rush Hour. Chris Tuck and Rush Love Hour was that. good. That's a great com- comedic duo there. I mean Jackie Chan. That's fantastic. Chevy Chase killing the dog on the bumper in vacation. Yes. National Lamp. Remember he left the grandma's dog on the bumper? Man. Oh. That that was good. I remember that. Yeah. Killed the dog. <laughs> then they put her up on the when she died, they put her on the roof of the car. Come on, man. <laughs> and they drove through what was the the, the bad neighborhood in St. Louis? Oh, they drove Chicago. Like Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll them up. Roll them up. <laughs> It was in the, uh, what do they call that? The uh, That was great. What was the big station wagon called? They had a name oh, for the car. Oh, you're right. Yeah, forget about it. Oh, man, that's good stuff. That was good. All yeah. right. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is underrated comedy. Uh, uh, not bad. I Love do, that one. I yeah. Do, I do like your suggestion of um, good one, coming to America. Coming to America. Have you seen this? Is there, is there a new one? Is it out yet? It's terrible. New? It's terrible? The the sequel, it's horrible. Like Sequels to all-time great comedies are usually a horrible, disappointment. Horrible, Marv. Yeah, because you can't re- and they recreate. It took them 20-some years to recreate that, and they got, came up with that abomination. Abomination. It was just I dreadful. I had to watch it. My I, black card was in question. But I it's did just like horrible. this one, though. Tom Cruise and Tropic Thunder, his his. Uh, oh, his cameo, cameo was. It, it Honestly, has he done any other comedic cameos like yeah, that? Yeah, because that's it, so that's off the nose one? for him. It was so good. What was his name? Because Matthew McConaughey is the agent. And he keeps he has to confront Matthew McConaughey, and I forget what's Tom Cruise's character's name. It's a great name. Too. About the TiVo? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and, then he throws, and then he throws the TiVo locks at the helicopter at the end. That was great. We got him out of the TiVo. Oh, and then he like, gives like a fist scene. pump and then runs in the forest. Guys, yeah. we, honestly, we might need to throw Tropic Thunder out of there because Robert Downey Jr., was yeah. nominated. What he nominated for an Oscar? I think he was. He was nominated for an Oscar for putting on blackface. <laughs> Guys, playing an Australian man that's doing blackface. That's doing blackface, and in the <laughs> D, like in the like DVD box set, he's still in character because he never breaks character. Guys, if you can still be funny and not be canceled these days after doing blackface in the last fifteen years, Robert Downey Jr. might win this thing, guys. Has that, I mean, seriously, yeah. how the hell, he ain't, if you're funny, nobody's going to cancel you. They're like, you know what, that was funny. We'll just let him go with the black face. They just let it go. I love that. The black community just let it go because he was actually funny. We're like, nah, that was actually too damn good, man. We're going to let you go on that one, Robert Down. You earned your black card, bro. You good. <laughs> we'll pick those up. This, uh, several people have said in the in, uh, in vacation the, what, that was called the, the, the family truckster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Chevy which one of those vacation movies was funnier, the holiday one uh, or Christmas the, vacation or the one, right? The holiday Cousin one was Eddie. Good. Well, they realized they had to get Randy Quaid in it more with Cousin Eddie. They oh, had to have great. him more because he was yeah, so Vegas great. vacation so good. Yes. yes, that's the only reason it's good is because of him. Yeah. That is true. Good point. And, and the European one's so bad. Like, the European vacation is terrible. <laughs> Look, kids, Big Ben. Look, kids, Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that one is that one's terrible. That's the worst one That was all. the worst one. All right. All right. So we'll take Keep more of coming. those. Have them. Have, and, uh, and I do think We Are the Millers is an underrated comedy of the last <laughs> I love 10 or 15 this. years. Here's one of the quotes from uh, Robert Downey Jr. I'm a dude playing a dude that's playing another dude. <laughs> All right. Look who it is oh, because uh, we're going to have to do an audible here because our live music update, we call it the Set List ATX, our Set List Austin, uh, with our buddy Nick Shuley, who that's is right. in the house. He's early as always. Are you always extremely punctual to early? I try to be. Mm-hmm. Nick Shuley is the president of the man. Austin Music Movement, and uh, he's going to help us with our live music because bottom of the hour, it's our Horn Top 20 countdown. I forgot, I double booked us. 
Oh, man. We got Tennessee. Really I'm, already, I'm already getting bumped? Man. No, no, no. You're, no, you're getting no. moved up. Yeah. You're getting in advance. Exactly. You're getting in advance because I knew you'd be early. So now we can go ahead and get the live music uh, uh, on hmm. the table here because it's Setlist ATX. Pretty good week of live music coming. How are you, Nick Shuley? I'm doing I'm doing all right. I was up bright and early for a, a real estate conference this morning. So. Now, now, listen. <laughs> real I, estate <laughs> conference this morning? Damn, it's only 9 o'clock. I am the, I are think you I'm, already been? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've got to go back. I think I'm the only non-real estate person in the entire building. So since I work, <laughs> I run this music effort for Gary Keller from Keller Williams. So this uh, is one of their big camps. They have like 10,000 people in town. It's their, the small agent conference for Keller Williams. Was it like the southwestern United States or something? Like what's uh, no, the it's, area it's, for it's, the entire country? Or it's what? called Mega Camp. So it's like their top agents. Oh, come. They all I come gotcha. in from all over the place. And then they have another one called Family Reunion that's like 20,000 people. And they do it in... These other markets. There's 180,000 people who work at Keller Williams. Oh. I know. Dog, that's cr- <laughs> 180,000 people. You said the largest residential real estate company in the world. Yes. That is a that's a mind blowing well, stat. Wanna, Thanks for that. For that, that, is, that is awesome. And I uh, want to thank you because on our uh, Eyes on Texas multicast on Monday night, you helped me get Diamante Tucker Dorsey in the uh, in the house to talk to him about Longhorn football and his experience at Texas, and that's going to be dropping today. We had some tech difficulties with it yesterday. That'll be out today. Everybody can go watch the Eyes on Texas He's podcast. A- you're a good dude. He's at the conference. He was talking about it this morning. He said he said how much fun he had, and he's like, "Oh, that's that Aaron. He's a cool dude. Thank he's you. a cool Thank dude." You very much. <laughs> that's uh, a good compliment. The checks he's the a mail. cool dude. Checks in the mail. <laughs> yeah. uh, but and he had been, he came to do the interview with me on the multicast from the the conference. And, yep. And much like you, he was thirty minutes early, uh, which was cool because he beat me to the radio station. And um, he he said that the, you there were, he was talking about who the guest speakers were. It was the agent for Kobe Bryant or whatever, a trainer or what was yeah, it? Yeah, Tim Gro- Grover, I yeah. believe it's Grover who trained Kobe and Michael Jordan. Oh, he was impressive and intense. That dude, I was uh, I, I was scared it. when he said bye to me. I was like scared. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know what I did, but my bad. And they have Molly Bloom there too. You told the, me that Molly Bloom from uh, Molly's Molly's Game. game. See that movie? Oh yeah, with dude, Jessica Chastain. Yeah, That's, right. I yes, love that movie. That is the craziest story. Like her life's insane. And yeah, I she's what she was like a skier or something. Yeah. Like? Well, yeah. her little brother was Winner. Jeremy Bloom. Her brother was Jeremy Bloom, the, the great the, the skier. Colorado. Colorado. Yes. And played football. Yes. Okay. And Molly yes. Bloom was the sister, and she ran the poker, the gambling, the poker game. Yeah. With like DiCaprio and Affleck and all these other. Yeah. I think it was like all the you know tech guys and stuff. Like that. It's insane. That's, so, that yeah, story Jennifer is Chastain wow. portrayed her in the movie, but so she was there, the actual Molly Bloom. Yeah, what's she like? It's uh, a great. She movie. was impressive. I mean, yeah. just to, just to hear all the different lives she's lived and how she's kind of kept coming back. She says that she's the oldest of the kids, but she's like I'm the biggest failure because my brother was you know the uh, number one yeah, skier in, in the, the world, world but yeah. also the fifth round pick of the Eagles and all this kind of stuff. And but then she was like I, I was like a millionaire at the time and felt like a complete failure in my family. Because she's right like this gambling ring, Exactly, right? like this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was all it was all legal until, like, I guess right at the end, she started taking a rake on, yeah. on what it was. She became the house. Yeah. Like she, that, yeah, that's, that's what it was. That's, yeah. that's when she well, crossed you, the line. If you haven't seen the movie Molly's Game, it's, a, it's well worth oh, it. it's so good. It and is Jessica, a great movie. Yeah, Jessica Chastain is great in it. She's a man. Yeah, you, talk, you, you were talking about big-time Hollywood stars yesterday. She should have been mentioned. She's big-time. She she's was amazing. Uh, incredible. And the funniest part was she goes, well, I ended up becoming the favorite child, though, because I got Kevin Cosner to play my dad in the movie. <laughs> she's like, I scored so many points for that. Uh, That's what's up. Yeah, she was funny. That's great. <laughs>
Yeah, I think Idris Elba's in that one too. Like he's like the lawyer. I oh think, yeah, that's right. right. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's kind of an impressive cast. I mean, is. it's Aaron Sorkin. He's yeah, a beast that's true. of a good point. Of right. a director. That's a good movie. And so, so, so in that poker game, DiCaprio was playing in it. I yeah, guess. all these Hollywood stars. Yeah, it was like yeah. Affleck, DiCaprio, and one of them must have been an a hole because in the movie they basically imply that one of the stars they don't talk about who was kind of you know. Yeah, a, well, she's Tobey Maguire, right? Was it? Well, that, yeah, yeah, no, it was. Tell me, it was supposed to be Tobey Maguire. Was it supposed to be him? Was okay. that really who yeah. it was? I think so. Well, yeah. she, she also had the chance to kind of sell everybody out, give all the names to the government, mm-hmm. and she didn't, and she just kind of you know, bit her tongue and then took her sentencing, and the judge actually just gave her community service because he's like, I'm not going to take you down for... For you know, like running something legal ninety something percent of the time, or yeah. I don't know what it was, but it was pretty pretty cool, awesome. pretty crazy Molly story. Bloom. That's a wow. great story. That's pretty good. So all yeah. part of the uh, mega conference down there at uh, the convention center. <laughs> we appreciate Nick pulling himself away from that to be here to get. You. It's all for you. It's all for you, the people. So you can find the best live music shows in Austin, Texas, the Setlist ATX, and throughout Central Texas throughout the next several days. It starts tonight and runs through next Tuesday. And uh, where are we sending the people? Yeah, I w- real quick, I wanted to give a shout out to, we had a huge announcement yesterday. We've been working hard on behind the scenes on saving uh, iconic venues in Austin. And thanks to a lot of work by Rebecca Reynolds from the Music Venue Alliance and the city and a lot of people, you know, working hard on this in an effort funded by Gary Keller, like the uh, Hole in the Wall announced they will be around for another 20 years that was directly saved by this iconic venue fund. So the nice. first time something like that's truly everybody in the world has tried to figure out how to do this. And Austin is actually the first city to really figure it out and help keep this venue around. Tell so that it's called Iconic Venue Fund. Iconic Venue Fund. And it comes from the hotel occupancy tax, which is the tax on out of towners, obviously on hotel like tourism rooms. stuff yeah. like. Yeah. And yeah, so we do that for to, sports arenas all the time. Yeah. That's how we build, you know, the, the Cal AT&T Stadium. All those kind of things come from the hot tax. So it makes sense that. Austin would support what's bringing a lot of people in here, the musicians and the bars and the restaurants. That Very is badass. Cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Well, somebody texted us earlier when I mentioned that story because you wall, sent maybe. us the text, the hole in the wall on uh, on Guadalupe. Oh, that's socialism. Well, look, I mean, we've been paying tax dollars to, to prop up sports, <laughs> you know, billionaire sports owners for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all good. I'm not for socialism, but I'm, I'm for keeping these live music venues open. So that they don't become another condominium. Yeah, I agree completely. <laughs> <laughs> no, Props exactly to the developers be. as well. Like they were the ones that gave a twenty-year lease to the hole in the wall, and I think they lose. A, they they don't get enough credit in this thing for actually playing ball with the venues and trying to trying to do something to show they care. So well, props it's to the, the fabric yeah. of the community. It's it really not all is. about greed. Yeah, not all about be, the money. Yeah, it can't all be dollars and cents. There's yeah. got to be some sense to it. Okay, Rod uh, and and uh, Nick, where are we going to see great music starting tonight over Let's at Antone's? Uh, so at Antone's is one of the best performances I, I have actually seen. She is phenomenal. I randomly ended up DJing for her in San Antonio. Is She's a rapper named Cupcake. And uh, it is very shock rap. Uh, it's very... Cupcake. Yeah, she, uh, she has a little... Spelled how? Uh, C-U-P-C-A-K-K-E but she is I, that one will be sold out she puts on a crazy show if you haven't uh, I can't even say the names of her songs on the radio oh like but, that huh but okay. yeah it's, it, she was like if basically if Lizzo didn't care about getting cancelled so, uh, <laughs> she, she's got some some hitters out there but okay. anyway <laughs> Cupcake yeah, and then tomorrow, uh, on, yeah, tomorrow the uh, legendary one of the founders of ska music is playing at ACL Live the, the, uh, at 310 at ACL Live the English Beat who I, not I, even, I'm not familiar with them. I mean, they are. We're talking like, I do. We're talking like early 80s. This was English like, Beat? Yeah, the English Beat. And then mm. one that we'll have tickets for in a bit, Patrice Pike always does this Thursday slot at the Saxon Pub, and Joe Abels was like, we got to 
we got to get people out to see Patrice. She actually played the real estate conference yesterday. Cool. And, and Rob Baird's playing today. Nice. <laughs> uh, and then Friday, we've got Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa at Germania Amphitheater. Oh. I'm sure Ty's already, already I think me and my nice. mom are going, actually. You're I, going with your mom? I love that. Are She's you coming seriously in town. joking? She's coming in town to, to move in my brother on, fr- on Friday. So you're, if we get done with though. that in time. No, she's- Snoop, told, Are you serious? Like, mom is going to go to the Snoop Dogg show? Oh, I told you last week that she knows every word to every Snoop Dogg song. That's wow. incredible. Oh, man. Even with the flow and Is everything. she going to be chiefing, too, out there? We'll see. You're, you're, <laughs> we need video. We need video of this. Between Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg at that show, at least seventy percent of that crowd is going to be. There cheating. might be a little. Might be a little. Yeah. By the way, on the on the Easily. heels of, of her, I mean, because Ty, but on the previous show with Bucky, we we did Yo Mama Joke Friday, and hit. Ty's mom called in and did your mama. Joke. I heard that actually. So we may she have was to have, awesome. Would she come into the show and say hi to us? We need to meet your mom. Maybe if she she's not an early riser like I am. So <laughs> this is if, we, if we can get her here early on Friday, maybe. I can't believe your mom <laughs> wants to go see Snoop Dogg and loves Snoop Dogg. And we'll fantastic. sing every word. Get your mom is cooler 10, than my 10, mom. 55. It's official. Yeah, right. Get her at ten fifty-five. <laughs> Something tells me the Germania Amphitheater on Friday has to be a little smoky. Oh, <laughs> no question. Just oh, a little yeah. bit. A little contact up in there, man. <laughs> All right, a little different show than uh, Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa out at Buck's backyard between Kyle and Buda. Yeah, the Clay Walker, who I hadn't heard, I hadn't heard much from in a long time. I was a big fan of his, and, and I think I was in middle school. But yeah, old, some good old '90s country. Uh, and then uh, some some Austin classics. Reckless Kelly will be doing Stubbs. Love those guys. And then uh, this this band I always talk about them. These kids, West Twenty Second. They have their uh, CD release party at Mohawk, and they are awesome. That thing is going to be. Uh, oh, that band's going to be going to be one of the bigger ones for years to come. Mm. And by then, the way, I think that uh, Reckless Kelly. I think it's an it's like a twenty fifth anniversary of their live album from Stubbs. Uh, that really, when they first moved to Austin, they did a live album from Stubbs, Reckless Kelly did, mm-hmm. and it was one of their top sellers, and now they're going back to do another one on the outdoor stage. This oh, time. that's cool. Yeah. They're, they're so good, man. They're, they're like one of those bands that, that we forget how great they are until you go see them. And great dudes, mm-hmm. and you know, they get to spend their summers up there in Idaho, Rod, like, like hey, your wife. Hey, there you go. <laughs> that's where they're from. Hey, and I, I was told that, how about this, Willie Braun, who's the lead singer uh, of Reckless Kelly with his brother Cody, uh what are they? What, what gosh, he lives up in Idaho, Rod, and he lives in a yurt. What's we'll a yurt? A yurt. Uh, I was somebody tried to explain to me what a yurt was. It's like a type of tent, right? it, yeah. Oh, it's like a, a big hut? tent. It's like a, it's like a big tent. Oh, I don't know how I because I've told that. you. That oh, okay. It's a, it's, but, it, but according to the person I was talking to, it's a very nice yurt. Oh, okay. It's not, it's not as rustic as you think, but he lives in the woods in a yurt because Willie and Cody and their brother Mickey and uh, there's four bronze. Two of them are in Reckless Kelly's. The other two are in Mickey and the Motor Cars. Hmm. And they grew up in Idaho, Rod, but off the grid. Wow. Like no electricity, no running water. And their father, Muzzy Braun, was a musician. So they all learned to play instruments at a young age. And so they're now all musicians. But And like Willie owns a house in Onion Creek, too. But he also has a yurt <laughs> in Idaho. That, that looks like glamping. Dad. I bet it's glamping. I bet it's like a five-star yurt. Yeah, it probably is. There's pretty, a yurt. That's a nice yurt right it's there. It's a yurt. I've never even heard of a yurt till today. And apparently Cody, I mean, Willie got it when it was during COVID. And he just pretty much lived there and wrote music. And, and now it's too hot to be in Texas. So yeah, he lives in his yurt. Be, yeah. Yeah. Wow. A yurt. Uh, there you Look, go. They're playing and recording a live album at Stubbs on Friday night. Yeah, that's correct. That's and then uh, Jason Boland and the Stragglers will be out in Cedar Park at the Hot Spot. 
Nice. That's and a good one. Ricky Skaggs, a, a, a legend school. at uh, Green Hall, which will be a cool one to head out to in, uh, in uh, at Green over there in New Braunfels. And, and boy, to see Ricky Skaggs. Ricky Skaggs is not – he is a, a legendary bluegrass guitarist and performer. Yeah, how I mean, he's old in the is country, he now? I mean, he's got – Ricky Skaggs is 69 years old. Mm. But he was a childhood star. Like, he was on the Grand Old Opry stage when he was like seven years old. Man, this guy's been performing for sixty some years. At six years old, it says he played the mandolin and sang on stage with Bill Monroe, and then appeared on the Grand Old Opry stage when he was seven years old. Wow, guys, he's not ready to hang it up. And huh? now Ricky Skaggs is playing Green Hall this weekend. That's the set list ATX right there. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday we've got uh, the legendary comedian Fred Armisen is nice. doing a. It's it's called Comedy for Musicians. I think it's a mix of music and and comedy, and he'll be doing that at Empire. And he's uh, he if if you ever watch Portlandia or Saturday Night mm. Live, I mean he is Fred Armisen's pretty funny. And then another great Austin band, a Giant Dog, has their CD release party on Saturday. And that's that's definitely worth checking out if you haven't ever seen them. And then one I, I'm really excited about because I'm so happy he's back playing music again. Charlie Robeson and friends will be at ACL Live with Chris Knight, who's one of my favorites. Awesome, Chris uh, Charlie Robinson, of course, his brother Bruce. Uh, great family of musicians from Central. Live out in Bernie, I believe. Out in Bernie, Texas. Oh, really? Uh, last I heard. Last I heard. And of course, uh, Charlie was married to a Dixie chick for a little while. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, several. Oh. They had a bunch of kids, but they got divorced. But uh, Charlie Robinson was married to one of the Dixie Chicks for yeah, quite Char- a bit. As, as Bruce said, Charlie was the fun one. <laughs> Charlie was, <laughs> and Bruce was married to Kelly Willis for so long. Yep. Uh, and, and so yeah. Uh, all right. So that's at ACL Live on Saturday night. The set list ATX continues into Sunday. Yeah, a little different crowd than the Snoop crowd. We'll have Pantera with the Lamb of God out at Germania. <laughs> Chad Hastings will be there. <laughs> I actually, I, I have seen Lamb of God numerous times because uh, I worked their record at Sony, and that was uh, that was a, a, a very interesting uh, performance. What kind of music is oh, Sonic? Straight metal. Oh, straight like heavy metal. metal? Okay. They were famous. For I think they did the Wall of Death, where they had the, the <laughs> they have both sides of the crowd split, and then they have them run as fast as they can into each other. Just Google Lamb of God. Hold up, the wall crowd runs into oh, each other. It, it, it's like a car crash. Yeah, you, Lamb of God, Wall of Death. Just Google it. And they it's, they do this enthusiastically. Oh yeah, and the wow. fans love it. Man, I, that is some that's some they're, wild stuff. They're a little older now though, so it might be a little a little <laughs> more <laughs> rehab <laughs> after that one. <laughs> some broken hips and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, and then uh, Monday it starts Lyle Love. It. I think he's doing three nights at ACL oh, wow. Live, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and so th- that'll be really cool. The legendary Lyle Lovett. Lyle and then lastly. Lovett. And his large band. And his large band. Yeah, I left off the large band. My fault. Oh, <laughs> the, the, and, uh, his lo- and his high hair. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tuesday, oh, a really cool show at the Moody Center. Beck, and Phoenix, and uh, Wise Blood, and a, few, and a few others, I believe. So that would be really cool. Moody Center will be rocking, and of course, there's your set list ATX, and we've got some tickets to give away, which we'll do a little later. We'll do it after we talk tennis. We'll do it before the end of the hour. Uh, Nick has brought uh, you and a guest at uh, Patrice Pike at Saxon Pub on Thursday. Thursday, uh, that's tomorrow night. So Patrice Pike, a legendary Austin performer and Central Texas performer, uh, we'll get you get you those tickets before the end of the hour. Thank you for bringing those, Nick, and uh, congrats on the uh, hole in the wall thing. That's really awesome. That is bad. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, thanks. That's great. Is that thanks the first of several you'd like to? Yeah, there, there's going to be more coming there, this through this through this fund and all the work that Rebecca and team and the city are doing. So it's it's really cool. Now everybody's doing <laughs> research on yurts and insane walls of death. <laughs> I just watched the wall of death. <laughs> it's a little crazy. I feel like I've been a part of something like that before. It's <laughs> <laughs> just not as organized. No. Like, uh, somebody said Mongolian round tent. A yurt is usually made with skins not pointy like a teepee. 
right. Yeah, I got a lot of uh, yurt enthusiasts wow. on the spec sex line. Who knew? Yurt is an outdoor blanket fort. <laughs> outdoor blanket fort. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Willie Braun and the guys from Reckless Kelly. We we'll have to get uh, get a th- get catch up with Willie Wise in town to play for rec- for Green uh, down at uh, get, Stubbs. Get deep in depth. I want to hear what's going on with this yurt. So, this uh, wa- yeah, I've well, learned a lot today, and I would like yeah, to learn more. Now I want to this wall of death. Now that I'm watching it. Does it end up in a fight? Like the, the it people, is a fight. They're like it happy looks about like it. it's kind of a fight, but then they are they're they're celebrating. So it's an organized mosh pit. Yeah, that's yeah okay. Well, Who, but, uh, it's just chaos. Who's the it man that does like the wall of death? Lamb of God. Lamb man, of God. I would be scared to. They be, they, they don't care though. They're just into it. It's yeah. a friendly fight. They're not wow. super religious. So I figured out. Yeah, so. Wall lamb yeah, of God. Yeah, they're just rushing each other. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. <laughs> they're, like ta- they're like tackling each other. It's yeah. like Red Rover. Oh. Red Rover, come over and smash into me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm out. Okay, uh, Nick, thanks so much. Good man, Nick. Thanks, guys. Tell Diamante, Tucker, Dorsey, hello, and Gary Keller and all the crew at the uh, the convention center this morning. That's awesome. Great stuff. Congrats and uh, good stuff with Nick Shuley, the president of the Austin Music Movement, and so much more. You can find him online. He'll be here every Wednesday with your set list ATX. We're coming back with number 13 on our countdown to number one. We're going to Rocky Top. A little Knoxville, Tennessee action coming your way. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin's all-sports leader, the Horn. Thank you to Nick Shuley. That's always great stuff. And Somebody said, I just took a big fat yurt and hurt. No, I can't do that. You can't do that with a yurt. You people are funny. That's why we like you. Oh, well done. Hey, well listen, uh, we still have another hour and a half to go because we, we go five hours, five mornings a week when we'll get to the zany off-the-wall Fifth quarter. We got five on it, baby. Yeah, because before the top of this hour, we got to do some uh, Who Said That? Who Said That? Also, we need another Rod's rant and uh, some Behind the Burn Orange Curtain action. Lots to do, but you know what's going on at 930 every morning here on the uh, Ian Rod B Show. That's why we had to move Nick up a little bit, is we're counting down the top teams in college football, number 20 to number one. And this morning, we sit at number 13 with the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, Tennessee, we're not going to have a fight song? We're not going to have a fight song? All right, well, uh, t- Tennessee Volunteers normally do the fight song, but what a what a uh, comeback. You want to play Rocky Top? Yeah, we'll, we'll get some, because Peyton Manning's now a professor at Tennessee. Don't we have to have, <laughs> remember when Peyton Manning did the, the band, did the orchestra, did oh, the uh, yeah. conductor of the band? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. And now he's going to be back as a professor this year, apparently, at Knoxville, Tennessee. There we go. There we go. Todd just didn't want to play Rocky. He didn't want to play it. It's good. But you know what? It was good to have the Volunteers back at a relevant level of college football last year. Remember, they beat Alabama. Uh, they were one of the surprise teams. Then Hendon Hooker got hurt at the end of the year, and they lost to South Carolina and didn't finish as strongly as you would have thought. But Tennessee aims to get back in that uh, SEC East with with Joe Milton, their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Remember a one-time quarterback at Michigan with Jim Harbaugh, uh, but he has got one of the strongest arms in all of college football and Josh Heupel, Rod, does seem to be putting some pieces together with that Tennessee program yeah. after several failed coaching experiments in Tennessee. Yeah, got that air raid offense working uh, there at Tennessee, and he's got a lot of talent. They've been recruiting like gangbusters. They certainly have, and demand who would know more about that. That's why we're going to go to the Vaqueros hotline to get some intel. He is the publisher of VolQuest.com. That's VolQuest.com, the leading authority on Tennessee football, basketball, and recruiting. He is Brent Hubs. Brent, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? Doing great. Thanks doing for joining great. us, Brent. 
Thanks for doing that. You told me you're going to be on the road making a trip, so we appreciate you. Let me start with this. How's our friend Rick Barnes doing? Uh, we, we loved covering <laughs> Rick while he was here and uh, seems to be loving his time at Tennessee. Yeah, Rick's doing well. Um, he, he loves East Tennessee, and uh, he's got this program very stable, and obviously he's looking for more um, wins in March than what he's had so far, but uh, there's no doubt that he's very well liked in Knoxville, and uh, he loves being a part of Tennessee, and this athletic department seems to be in as good a shape as they've been in in a long time, and, and he's been a big reason why. He's He's a relationship guy that's really pulled everybody together. He's done great things here. Yeah, and, and you know the, the the baseball program has been at the top with coach uh, with with what they've done, and uh, obviously football. Uh, what is the key to Josh Heupel and what he has done so quickly? It seems like in in Knoxville to to bring this program back into the to the uh, to the place where they're ranked in the top fifteen. Well, it's the quarterback play. I mean, it's what Hendon Hooker did in this offense. That that's been the 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 guy that that was the catalyst to make this rebuild go as fast as it's gone. And, you know, in college football and high school football and the NFL, you don't win without good quarterback play. And Hendon Hooker gave Tennessee great quarterback play a year ago. That's why they were able to beat Florida. They were able to beat Alabama. The defense took a nice step from year one to year two, but they still outscored people uh, because of what Hendon Hooker could do. So big shoes to fill with his departure. Joe Milton's got a lot of talent. He's got to go out and prove it week in and week out and play the way. He won't play like Hendon Hooker, but he's got to play consistently winning football um, because Hooker was really, really dynamic in this offense for Tennessee. He's the reason why they made the jump they made. Hey, let's talk about the lines of scrimmage because the SEC is a line of scrimmage league. Uh, What are your thoughts about the lines of scrimmage for Tennessee uh, this year, offense and defense? Well, defensively, they bring back a lot of pieces. Um, they, they, you know, they lost Byron Young off the edge. They've got to replace pass rushers, so that that'll be a key. Um, they've got a couple of young guys they think could be really good pass rushers. They've got to take a step. We'll see where they are in year two. James Pierce is a highly regarded recruit. Um, played in mop-up duty last year. Joshua Joseph played more snaps off the edge, uh, but those guys have to produce. But th- they're going to go anywhere from 12 to 14 deep on the defensive front. They will be able to rotate and stay fresh there. Uh, So they're in pretty good shape on on that side of the ball. Offensively, you're replacing a top-10 draft pick in Darnell Wright, and you're replacing a steady guy at guard in Jerome Carvin, who played basically every snap for you the last two or three years in this program. So two big shoes to fill there for Tennessee. They've got the bodies at tackle. Um, they won't be as effective as Darnell Wright was, who was just terrific a year ago. But they've got the bodies to be okay, I think, at tackle if they stay healthy. The guard spot's really an, an unknown at this point in time. But in starting center, Cooper Mays is out right now. He had a little procedure last week. Unclear if he'll be available for the opener, but he should be back before Tennessee goes to Gainesville. And the center position in this offense is a must because he's the one who sets the ball and gets the tempo going. So, Getting Mays back will be vital for Tennessee before they get to SEC play. There's also a former Texas Longhorn, Andre Carrick, has a transfer to Tennessee, and he could be a factor on that offensive line for the Tennessee Volunteers, number 13 in our countdown to number one. Also a good stable of wide receivers for Joe Milton, led by Brew McCoy, a one-time Longhorn commander. Wow. Brew McCoy and Squirrel White is still there. Man. 
Uh, some breakout candidates at receiver. We'll talk about Joe Milton because, as you know, he's from, from Florida, but he went to Michigan originally, transferred to Tennessee, and, he, you know, really got, got, I think, Tennessee fans excited with that performance in the Orange Bowl against Clemson, threw for 251 yards and three touchdowns and a win. He was the MVP of the Orange Bowl. Uh, that obviously has, has Tennessee fans feeling like, hey, he's not Hendon Hooker, but he might be pretty darn good. Well, and there's a belief that, that – you know, quarterbacks in this system just thrive, you know, and they always have. So, um, you know, that's part of the confidence that takes place there. Not a lot of national love for, for Joe Milton right now. Again, I think the biggest thing is can he go in and do it week in and week out? It's one thing to get ready for a bowl game. you got a month to get ready for it. It's another thing to do it week in and week out. And I, I think Joe's had a really good fall camp. Um, I think he's thrown the ball the last – week or so, not just throwing it, you know, 80 yards or 70 yards or whatever it is, but I'm saying, you know, the intermediate stuff, the underneath stuff that you're looking for, he's thrown the ball really well uh, the last week or so, a lot more touch. He's got a great command of things right now. So there's a lot of excitement around Joe Milton, and rightfully so. He's just still got to go out and prove it week in and week out, which I think he will do, but until you do it, you haven't done it. You know what I'm saying? No, no, for sure. Great point. Um, and, and there are some people that believe that the Tennessee schedule this year is a favorable schedule. Do you feel like that? That it's a favorable schedule for Tennessee? Uh, you know, Pitt's not on the schedule this year, and, and Pitt was a, a real challenge for Tennessee. They, they did as good a job as anybody stopping Tennessee's run game and really making them truly one-dimensional and playing a lot of press coverage out there. Josh Heupel's played Pittsburgh four times. I think he's two and two against them. Um, so it, Pat Narduzzi's had a pretty good answer to what Josh Heupel does. Now, I, I think UTSA is a pretty good football team. Yeah, yeah. they are. Um, I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised they weren't in the preseason top 25 in the coaches poll. Um, you know, they've got some weapons. That'll be a, a different challenge for Tennessee. They, they will be a solid football team. That is not the lay down that a lot of people want to make it out to be. Um, but you know, you, you take Pitt off the schedule and you put UTSA on there. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Georgia's hard. You know, you got to go to Alabama. You got to go to Florida. Um, you had both those games at home last year. So I don't buy that it's, you know, greatly more favorable than it was a year ago. I mean, is it, is it awful? I mean, is it a terrible schedule? I, I don't know about that. Uh, but, but it's certainly a challenge in this league week in and week out. Um, you know, LSU's off the schedule, which is not a bad thing for Tennessee. So in that regard, it's probably a little bit lighter, but it's still, a real challenge for the balls for sure. Uh, good stuff with our number 13 team. It's Brent Hubbs. He's the publisher of VolQuest.com, the leading authority on Tennessee football, basketball, and recruiting as well, VolQuest.com. Hey, Brent, uh, Josh Heupel, we obviously covered him when he was an Oklahoma quarterback, uh, back a uh, very successful Oklahoma quarterback uh, and high, you know, big-time competitor. Uh, what have you learned from Josh Heupel in a short amount of time? Other than his, his offense is dynamic and he can coach quarterbacks, what is it that makes him one of the, the rising stars in coaching? Well, I think he does a really good job with relationships with his players. Um, I, I, I really do. I, I think he gets to know his players. They're not just a number. Uh, the best thing he did when he came here uh, that first year is, is there was not this Deion Sanders, we're going to get rid of all the people who aren't my guys type deal. Uh, he really walked in and embraced everybody and said, hey, I'm your coach. You're my guys. And he really got to know people he didn't recruit and didn't have any – knowledge of you know prior to and really embrace those guys and I think this team needed that given what they had been through 
uh, with COVID, with losing the you know Jeremy Pruitt, NCAA investigation looming, all those things. I think he did a great job with the relationship building early on, which is good. The thing I've learned about him, I knew as a college football quarterback who was highly successful at Oklahoma, he was competitive. I don't think I realized how competitive he was. He doesn't forget things. He keeps receipts. Um, you know, he's, I mean, he is as competitive as competitive will be, whether it's backyard basketball with his kid or whether it's lining up and and trying to beat Nick Saban on Saturday. He's one of the most competitive individuals I've ever covered. And and that's saying something because we've covered a lot of people, but he is highly, highly competitive. That probably is the, the biggest surprise to me, just how competitive he is at everything. Hey, Brent, if the Tennessee Volunteers don't meet expectations this year, what will be the reason why? Probably probably Joe Milton didn't play well, or they've had, the, they've had injuries. They're not deep enough on the offensive line. You know, a couple of injuries there could, could plague them really severely. Um, and, again, I mean, you know, there's a belief that this offense is going to keep rolling right along because Josh Heupel's won with all types of quarterbacks, right? He's won with – with guys with great legs, guys not without great legs, tall guys, short guys, um, guys with great deep ball, guys with not great deep ball. I mean, all kinds of players through the years he has won with at the quarterback position. So there's just an assumption that they're going to be good at quarterback regardless of who's back there. Um, I think that's probably a reach in this league. Uh, so we'll see how Joe Milton plays. So if they don't read it, read, meet expectations, it'll be because of injury in a couple of key areas where they're not very deep or they didn't get good enough quarterback play. We'll open their 2023 season with the Virginia Cavaliers and Nashville uh, there at the Tennessee Titans Stadium. Uh, Virginia coming in out of the ACC. That'll be Saturday, September 2nd. Then Austin P. then their first conference game at Gainesville to play Florida before that UT- UTSA contest. Brent, thanks so much. Appreciate the visit and the overview and spotlight on our number 13 team, Tennessee. We'll keep the number and do it again as the season unfolds. Matt, look forward to it. You guys enjoy your last year in the Big 12. We'll see you uh, <laughs> on Rocky Top in a few years here as you as you hop into the league. So welcome. <laughs> no Thanks, doubt about Brent. that. Appreciate looking you, brother. To, yeah, we're looking forward to getting to Knoxville because I've not been oh. to, to a game in Knoxville. That is apparently the, the spot. And a UT versus UT, I think the team that loses in that rivalry – they have to be you lower lowercase t for a whole year. Oh, I like that. <laughs> you can't you can't have the uppercase t. You can't you can't have you got to use a lowercase t if you lose that rivalry. Do you think if Brent, Brent Venables has a bad year that Josh Heupel could find his way oh, back to? Oklahoma. That's another Trust good me. one. Yes. Trust me. I, mean, I, I believe that. Yeah. It's a possibility. I mean, that, that's yeah. a strong possibility Listen, actually. With Hendon Hooker last year, they went 11 and 2. They mm-hmm. led the nation number 1 offense, scoring offense, total offense, passing efficiency, total touchdowns. Is Oklahoma a better All job Tennessee. than Tennessee? Yes. Yes, it's, it's considered program. to be historically it is. But I mean, like I said, he he may decide he wants to stay at Tennessee. But I think if he's, he's an offered, Oklahoma boy, though. he's an Oklahoma guy. And that offense, it is considered. And I, I think this is kind of a, a shallow, kind of rudimentary way to describe it. An insert quarterback here offense. Like it, it, it actually doesn't. He just described it. It actually doesn't necessarily need high level, elite quarterback prospects to to make that offense tick and to make it well, think about be this, function though. at a high level. If Joe Milton and they can protect him, he will be uh, an NFL prospect. He's six five. He's two hundred and forty four pounds. He's got probably the strongest arm in college football. And if you saw him play against Clemson, who's no joke on defense, in that Orange Bowl. He's got he's got all the tools. I mean, when he was playing for Jim Harbaugh, Michigan, he was just erratic. I mean, the the big arm was just he didn't know how to control it. Now, if, mm-hmm. if Heupel's got him under control, 
and this offense moves the ball, you will hear Joe Milton as an NFL, NFL draft pick. He's got all the, the size and yeah. measurables you're looking for. And I, I would, just me off the top of my head, just from what I've watched, I would say that Tennessee's offense is more quarterback friendly than the Michigan offense. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, well, and, yeah, I mean, for sure. And Josh Heupel's a quarterback, so it's going to be built exactly. to favor the QB. And, and Jim Harbaugh's a quarterback, too, but different type. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh was a quarterback who <laughs> wanted to punch you in the yeah, mouth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go. he wants to play like a triple option football back yeah, in that kind of quarterback. Stuff. Yeah. Joe Milton and the uh, Tennessee Volunteers <laughs> and uh, our, our guest Brent Hubs was awesome, and we'll be talking to him because, yeah, when Texas enters the SEC, that's going to be a great – Brewing rivalry with the the baseball, orange the baseball the program, ugly orange, yeah. Rick Barnes and the basketball <laughs> oh, program. I forgot about that. And that Rick baseball, Barnes Tony Vitello has that Tennessee baseball program. When Tennessee plays Texas, that'll be a lot of fun. Come mm-hmm. SEC time, without a doubt, and certainly in football, whenever that does happen, we'll be back. When we do, it is time to say and play a game of uh, Who said that? Who said that? With Rod B and me. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin's all-sports leader, the Horn. Great stuff this morning. Appreciate Quan Cosby jumping in, talking about his uh, coming enshrinement in the Texas Athletics Hall of Honor. Also the upcoming Longhorn season. Nick Chuley was with us and Brent Hubbs previewing Tennessee, number 13 in our countdown. RB, you know what it's time for? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said it? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> Did Tawana tell you that? Did Tawana tell you that? <laughs> I ain't front no game. Not I love happening. that drop. I love Not that a, drop. Yeah, me too. But uh, uh, who said that? Love this game. You try to play hmm. something or you know, have a little fun with some audio, some sound, and uh, let our audience maybe hear it for the first time. We try to guess if we don't already know who it might be. That is uh, saying what they're saying. Let's get it, Rob. What do you have? All right. Now, uh, this clip is of a f- some former NFL players having some fun with their old coach. All right, so there you go, your little clues there so you can try to figure out who it is. And they're having some fun asking this coach about uh, some of the favorite, his favorite slogans and sayings, coachisms that he would throw out there all the time while practicing and while coaching up the guys. Uh, so see if you can figure out who this is. And I love some of these coaches until I have to write some of these down. They're pretty good. Probably say number one for just for practical purposes is the secret is there's no secret. I think we're all looking for shortcuts of winning edge and so forth. And I always want to impress upon the rest of the staff and the players themselves that this is a process that we're going through. And although we're looking for the winning edge, shortcuts aren't one of them. Number two. Tedious repetition of routine actions yes. make us great. I'm just trying to find an artful way of capturing their attention to say, man, you got to come ready for the work every day. The bottom line is there's certain things that we're going to do every day. And it might not be interesting, but it's very necessary. And so I want to sell that. Yep. The third one, man, there's a lot, man. Um, give me a minute. <laughs> give me a minute. I'll give him one. You, one you, of my you, favorites. Yeah, and you just got here. So and I did got, just okay, get What you got? Routine. What is it? Routine. Routine plays routinely. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. The reason why I talk about making routine plays routinely, because oftentimes when people think about professional football, they think about the spectacular. Those of us that's been in this thing, mm-hmm. we know that true professionalism is, is making the ordinary plays on a regular basis yeah. Yeah. yeah one of my best ones of course the standard is the standard we got two dogs one bone oh yeah yep. the boy gotta die so the man can yeah the boy gotta die yeah. so the man can live yeah, yeah. so coach yeah. t man <laughs> he, 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 if you want to get motivated just throw a few clips of him talking to the guy 
I like that. The boy got to die so the man can live. Somebody should tell that to Ja Morant. <laughs> hey, Ja, the boy needs to die so the man can live. All right, so who you think it is? It's I pretty don't easy. know. You don't know what it is? That voice is pretty I know. distinct. I, I, we, you know the voice. I know the voice. It's going to drive me crazy when you tell me. because it was. Yeah, you know who it is. You know what happened? It sounded like a guest we have on the show quite a bit, Howard Griffith. And so all, my whole time, oh, I, that's I, good. I kept thinking it was Howard Griffith. He does got some like, Howard Griffith in him. That's good. Who was that? It's Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Okay. Mike Tomlin, okay. head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thinking. My former DB coach when I was uh, oh, with the Tampa Bay Bucks. He? he was a hell of a coach. I loved me some Mike Tomlin. And last time I saw Mike Tomlin was actually at a pro day at Texas, and I didn't think he'd remember. So I was like, I'm just going to go over and say what's up to Coach Tomlin. And I went over there, and he was like, Babers, what's going on, man? <laughs> I was like, Coach Tomlin. And I just couldn't believe that he remembered to be there. So Coach Tomlin, always uh, one of my favorite coaches in the league. He's a great guy. Love that. Okay. Can yeah. I play this song for you? Play this song? Let's You're going to tell it. me who's. Who is singing? There's a method to the madness. All right. Give me something there. Oh, that's easy. I can sing along. Where he at? Where he at? Where he at? Who's that there, (laughs) Rodby? Oh, that's Nelly. Born in Austin, by the way. Born in the ATX, that Nelly. Well, on the breaking news front, oh. it's been announced by the Big 12 hey, Conference today that if the Longhorns are, as we all hope, playing at the Big 12 Championship game December 2nd at AT&T mm-hmm. Stadium in Arlington, Nelly will be performing at halftime. I like that. Uh-huh. Oh, he needs to bring Kelly Rowland with him and do Dilemma. Yeah. One of my favorite songs from Nelly, his little duet with Kelly Rowland. Love that song. Please, Nelly, bring Kelly. Nelly and Kelly at the Big 12 title game. Let's do it. She's also from H-Town, so there's a Texas connection. And I will say She used this. to be married to him sooner, though, so that's probably not and good. And here's the report from <laughs> Brett McMurphy of Stadium.com. Not only will he be performing... And here goes Brett Yormark again bringing entertainment into the Big 12. He wants to fuse the two. He wants Nelly to perform a Super Bowl-like halftime show. Oh, that means he can bring guests with him. Yes. He's bringing guests. Nelly and Kelly Rowland. There I know you she go. was married to Roy Williams the sooner, but that's okay. We forgave yeah. her for that. She divorced him. She so she Big, smartened up. Big Twelve was announced. Nelly will be a doing a Super Bowl like performance at halftime. Remember, Brad Yarmark did this for the Big Twelve basketball, basketball. tournament. Yes, I forgot who performed. Was it Shaq and somebody else? Fat Joe or something? Was some, Fat Joe and was Shaq. Was it Fat yeah. Joe and Shaq? Well, remember, he came from Rock Nation. Yeah, so he's trying to fuse pop culture and sports, and he says he wants the Big Twelve to be the nexus. Of pop culture and sports, and that's why he loved that Dion, you know, the Dion story of him being the head coach of Colorado, acquiring them because he knows that's kind of Dion's pitch too. Dion's a pop culture kind of the, the you know hip hop culture coach, and he tries to make Colorado kind of the nexus of that because of him, because of the focal point being him. And now you combine that with Brett Yarmark, who sees the Big Twelve is that. Yeah, you might have something special. You're an outside the box thinker. So yeah. Nelly will play halftime. Dion, listen, Dion might perform, guys. I'm not joking. Think about it. If you're Brett Yormark, and you got Dion Sanders, who is the perennial like hip hop coach in college football. Like Lily was a rapper himself. Has <laughs> yeah. rap albums. Must, Must be, the, be money. the money. Why not tell Dion, Dion, would you like to perform? Your would you like to perform? Must be the money. You're already a showman. Would you like to do it at Big 12 Media Days or something like that and perform? Matter of fact, you could do it if you want to. You could perform at the Big 12 Championship. That's probably not ideal or appropriate because he's going to be a coach. But you could have him perform at a Big 12 Basketball Championship thing or Big 12 Media Days. I think Dion would do it, too. He'd perform his Must Be the Money, and it'd be nice. He'd let his son get in because his son is a rapper, too. There his son go. actually raps on TikTok, and they go back and forth, like, rapping. Shadir. And remember, he has, a, he has a, a song, an anthem every year for his team, a new one that is a hip-hop anthem every year. That's awesome. Oh, uh, well, here goes Brett Yormark bringing the Rock Tell Nation him. to the Big 12. Do it, Brett.
Well, well you know. So if you're a Longhorn fan and you're uh, counting on the Longhorns being in Arlington early, early December playing for that Big 12 championship, you're going to get to see Nelly and maybe Kelly Rowland and maybe more. <laughs> That's my favorite Nelly song is Dilemma with him and Kelly. He's got some great ones, though. He's got some good ones. All right, we'll come back. There's a little who said that? Who said that? Uh, we said that. We still got another hour. The always fun fifth quarter is coming your way as we crank this thing up and uh, take you all the way to Jim Rome at 11 o'clock. Remember Patrick Davis with the Sports Complex, 5 He's o'clock this it. afternoon, doing a great, great job uh, every day, 5 to 7. As we go five hours, he goes two to get you home in the afternoon as school is back in session. Be careful out there. All those school zones are going to be cranking. They're all back as of today uh, as you're driving home this afternoon. We'll come right back, fifth quarter on the other side.